All right.、Um, welcome back. We're at episode eight of the redo, and we're pretty much on time.、Um, we're going to go over my recent trip to New York. Margot apparently ran a marathon or half marathon or something like that, and then we're going to talk about how to set up love matches, and、um, we're going to you know sort of discuss how do you set friends up,、uh, what kind of strategies do we have, and then I have some insight into some dating stuff that I've been talking about. And is that all we have? Oh, we have so. I mean, I think that'll take up a lot. But if、uh, if we have more time, there's this pasta love quiz、Ooh. that we took. Yeah. <laughs>、uh, feminist rules for be- in relationships. Yes. But、uh, we'll see. With en- enticing things, if we don't have time, we'll do it next time. This is enticing indeed.、Um, actually, let's just start with the pasta. Should we start with the pasta? Oh yes, we shall. Okay. John, tell tell us about this pasta quiz. So、uh, apparently on Facebook, I just saw somebody take this pasta quiz、um, about how to figure out what your relationship status is, and it was one of your friends actually <laughs> who posted it. I was like, oh, this is very interesting. It's a BuzzFeed quiz, and based on picking five or six different pastas, it tells you what you are.、Um, you know, for、mm-hmm. example, it says like which ribbon pasta is your favorite:、uh, linguine, lasagna, fettuccine, whatever. Which stuffed pasta makes you feel some kind of way? Um, which strand pasta is always you going back for more? Which shape pasta takes the cake? Just really ridiculous things, right? Oh yeah, they're great though. I thought long and hard about some of these. Some of them I had instinctual like, yeah, this one, and I had to actually look up a couple of pasta shapes. Not gonna lie. I, yeah, the thing is, it's pretty accurate. Which, yes, mine、uh, was spot on. You. Yours was too. Um, I mean, yeah, it was. It was. Per- Here's the thing about this pasta quiz. You know, I don't. I don't just share any quizzes with everybody because they're pretty stupid. <laughs>、uh, but your friend said in her Facebook post that this was like, oh, this is amazing, this is spot on. And I tried it, and I've tested on two or three other people before I gave it to you, and it's pretty good. Yes, it's my friend Lisa Mack, by the way. Shout out to her. Oh yeah.、Um, yeah, and it's only like five questions. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it was spot on. So how's it doing that? How okay, should we talk about our results? <laughs> yeah, we should talk about our results. All right. Should、we talk about our answers and then the results.、Uh, let's do quickly through the answers, okay? Okay.、Uh, do you remember what you chose?、Uh, I have the quiz open now.、Perfect. Yes, I do. All right, let's go with which ribbon pasta is your favorite? Ribbon pasta, tagliatelle, the wide flat one.、All、yes,、right. I, is your answer. I, I think I went with lasagna. Lasagna, okay. Which、mm-hmm. stuffed pasta makes Qu- you feel some kind of way? This is the one where I had to look up stuff, but I chose pelmeni because they're like little dumplings.、Uh, I, d- I didn't know what they were. I just went with tortellini because I was unfamiliar with the other two. <laughs> I had to Google the other agnolotti <laughs> and pelmeni. I don't know what those are.、Mm-hmm. The agnolotti apparently is like little ravioli,、oh. like mini ravioli. Okay. And then ravioli is ravioli. All right. Which strand pasta always has you going back for more? I went with angel Me hair. Me too. Me too. Great look. Oh. Uh, which shaped <laughs> pasta takes the cake? Ooh, I chose. I can't pronounce it. Conchiglie. Yeah, I love it. Me too. It looks like a seashell. I, I love yeah, seashells. A, a, wait, or is that supposed to be an ear? Anyway, it looks it's cool. A it's a seashell pasta. Which tubular pasta really gets you going? Ah,、uh, you know, I think that was the hard one.、Mm. I finally. Ch- oh, you know, I think I chose penne. I didn't fuck around. I went macaroni. <laughs> I almost chose macaroni. Which baked pasta would give you ten out of ten? I chose lasagna. Me too. How, this is great. Which alternative noodles strike your fancy? I chose the of zoodles. Of course, of course, the zoodles. Zucchini noodles. Did you? Of course, I did. I had to. Did you have them yet? By the way, in your no, life, no, I haven't. That's a whole. Oh my、topic. gosh!、Yeah. But you still chose them. Yeah.、Uh, which sauce would you slide your noodles in? Marinara, pesto, vodka, or I like my pasta dry. Pesto. I went marinara. On、oh. which meat sauce would you swipe right? <laughs> I chose carbonara. Me too. What did you get? I'm a fatty. 
Okay, my result. Uh-huh. It said, "Good thing I screenshotted it." It says, "You got as taken as can be. You are the world's furthest thing from single. Go enjoy some pasta with your SO." I love it. This is spot on. And also, we just had pasta like last week. So, um, I got I got <laughs> shopping around. You've been looking at the menu, but you haven't ordered Ooh. anything just yet. How did it know? How does it know? Margo, what is I, this? Is what I want to talk about. What is going on? Like we answered it together. <laughs> we answered probably half the questions the same. Mm-hmm. What is going on? What um, your other friends? What were the other answers that um, they, got? they got? One of them was also like in a relationship. Or one person was way off, and they weren't in a relationship, or maybe somebody else. You know, they're just pretty close. I mean, there wasn't a whole variety mm-hmm. of answers, but just I mean, this okay. test essentially can tell you if you're single or not. Yeah, it was great. And I was like, have my pasta taste changed since I've been in a relationship? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, I just I just want to get to the bottom of it. And, and and the thing is, I don't I don't even really love pasta that much. I used to love pasta. So yeah, I'm not a huge pasta eater either. Right. But something's going on with this quiz. So I'd love to know. Like, is it the kind of thing? Is it like a true? Is it like a real personality quiz that's disguised with these like? pop pasta questions or is it just someone like fucking around and it just so happens to be spot on i i I don't know like my guess is that maybe there's some sort of like it's just waiting for timing you know what i'm saying it's like seeing how long you linger over certain things i have no idea how it works i really i couldn't tell you Mm, that's a good theory so far it's my favorite quiz of you know the month or the year or whatever yeah i feel like you never send quizzes i never do send it around send it around Send it around. I think the last quiz I remember us doing that got us excited was Harry Potter, yeah. which was our first podcast. So this is how rare it is. Yeah. That was great. I'm really into this. Yeah. Thanks for no sharing. No problem. Thanks, Lisa Mack. Thank you, Lisa Mack. Um, all right. Fantastic. <laughs> Who loves pasta. Oh, she does love pasta. Yes. Um, yeah. So that, you know, that was part of my New York trip uh, because I met your friend there. Yay. Uh, I grilled her and um, don't worry. Uh, I'm going to invite her on for a later episode. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, she, we, we compared some notes. Um, it's just interesting to meet people who have known you, you know, in different worlds, right. as we say. Well, I think the, the interesting thing for people like Lisa Mack is that you and I actually have, we travel in kind of similar circles. Right. And so there are actually a lot of overlapping people that either we actually know or we know of or we know vaguely. So I'm like, it's like people we've heard about a lot or maybe have met once or twice. Right. And so I think you got to re-meet a number of those people while you were in New York, exactly. correct? Exactly. In a different context. Mm. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, do we want to do we want to go with how your beta breakers trip was, or we want to go dive right in? What, what do we need to do? It's been a while. It's been a month. I'm, let's just dive right let's in. Let's dive right in. All right. Yes. Okay. What do we, what do we want to go with? Do, do you want to hear more about New York? Do you want to do some beta breakers talk? Yeah. What do you want? Uh, I just want to hear more about New York. I've been like dying to ask John, but again, I'm like, wait for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask you yet. Um, here's the thing. I, I went for 10 days mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm back. I'm back into New York. You're back into like, it. Big time. <gasps> oh my gosh. Do you, are you going to move there again? I mean, I don't think I can move there because I have a house, <laughs> but I'm back. Like, I'm going to go back soon. <laughs> oh like, my I'm God. back in love. I'm so I don't excited. know what happened. You know what? A lot of people who've known you longer than I have, I feel they like they all said, yes, yeah. I was like so sad. And they all were like, he'll be back. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not even there, so. I know that wasn't part of the plan either. <laughs> I know. But, you know, uh, I mean, I just, here's the thing. Uh, I was there for only 10 days, which is so short for me. But I, this was like a magical New York trip. I jammed everything in. I didn't have time to do a lot of stuff, but I did a lot of shit, you know. And, mm-hmm. and just be, here in San Diego, I'm very, I just sleep a lot. I'm very tired. There, I was on the go all day long. Yeah, and I mean, you're excited and you got stuff to do. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I'm back. So um, 
It was just it was magic. I mean, I wish I could tell you all about it. Um, I mean, maybe I will. Um, but you know, it's just I was really just you know I. It's one of those you know I like going to New York to meet new people. I like to do new things. Just like I like the magical part of New York is like the coincidences. You go, you never know what's going to happen, and that's exactly mm-hmm. how this trip unfolded. You know. Um, wow. What did you have? Why did you go in the first place? If you were just kind of so over right, it, right before. Uh, I was I was totally over it, and I went because I'm like I need to get out of San Diego because I haven't left San Diego since March for Palm Springs mm-hmm. and also oh no I went mm-hmm. I went on a trip up to the Bay right um, yes so yes so I had to come back I couldn't stay too long um, and I just like I gotta go and so I went but I could only go for ten days because I had to come back for the house stuff and um, yeah it is you know like the first day I went there. I arrived early in the morning. I took a little nap, and then bang, I was I was I was ready. But so the thing is, you know, the first day, so I get there. I I'm, I'm as soon as I get to New York, I always just look up events. So I was like, all right, cool. There's this. Uh, I'm gonna go to the Chinese American Museum because you know I'm I'm in the museum game, and um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it is so happens this week in New York. There's like probably like four or five people that I knew, half of them from the Bay, who were also going to be in New York that week. You know, Landley was going to yeah. be there. A couple of other yes. friends from the Bay. I had like literally four or five people. So I'm like, this is fantastic, and all. You know, oh. my friend wanted to do Landley. She was just like, "I just want to go to museums and go eat noodles." And I was like, <laughs> "It's fucking like right fantastic. up your alley." Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're friends. Yeah. So the first day she wasn't there yet, but I went by myself to uh, the Museum of Chinese from America just to test it out mm-hmm. and take a look. Right. So I'm like hanging out there, taking a lot of photos, doing some research. I'm in the back, and then I hear, you know, my friend's voice in the front. I was like, "Oh, this is fantastic." Um, so I, I was like, "Oh, cool." So like, I go there and I and I go. Go to the front, and say hello. I haven't seen her in like two years, maybe. And I'm just like, hey, what's up? You know, she's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, I'm just visiting. I'm like, what are you doing? So she's, you know, she's about to go to this panel uh, with the speaker who's talking about Chinese restaurants. And mm. I was going to go to a book event that my friend was ideally going to be in, but I was like, oh, let me just hang around for this Museum of Chinese America book talk. And it was mm. fantastic. And it was sort of about how Chinese restaurants, why there's so many of them, and all the laws that makes them exclusionary. You know. So it's really fantastic. So that's like number mm. one. That was like day number two of my trip. Oh man, that sounds like a great. So it's magic, yeah. And then <laughs> after that, you know, like because I ran to my friend, I started just going to film events. Like two days later, I went to another event that she invited me to, which also happened to be like my friend worked there, POV, which is they make documentaries. I mean, I might cut out the actual names of people. How do we feel about that? Do we want actual names and things of people? I love names, but that's only... Really, I, re- I know when you had your own podcast, you'd never do names. That's only really up to you. Okay. I mean, I'm going to go name-free at the moment. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, I'll just be like, so my friend is a filmmaker, so she makes documentary films. Uh, and then my other friend happens to work at POV. And then like two of my other friends, you know, they're just like film people. So like, everybody was essentially at this office party uh, mm-hmm. in Dumbo. And so we just, you know, I got to meet C3 or 4 of my so friends, hip. got to meet all these people. Like, it's fantastic. And then we took a little tour of, you know, uh, Brooklyn at night, like two in the morning. It was already like, this was like day two or three. So I'm like, I'm already in great heaven. <laughs> You're back on your old schedule. Uh, I'm a little bit back on my schedule. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Were you riding bikes around? Well, so I didn't ride that many bikes, but I did the very last night take uh, a solo bike ride across the bridge. Aww. And then I left my, I was so excited to do it. I left my bike undocked until I got <gasps> back on the other side. And then I had to take a taxi back to the other side to park my bike. Oh. <laughs> so that was a disaster. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Consequences. What are what's the consequence if you leave your bike? You just pay Is more. Like- you just have to you just pay. Basically, mm. it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like for the bike. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, you know, I just I just went to a lot of incredible events. I'm going to do a blog post about it that I haven't even done because there's so much to link to. I met people who were like restored my faith and sort of uh, excitingness in life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this is like kind of rare. Like. I like I just like hung out and yeah, met some new like people. Yeah, like you don't get excited about anything yeah. anymore, John. It's a so thrill. I'm it's like, such a thrill. I'm so happy to hear this. 
Um, yeah. And then I went with Landley to the Tenement Museum on one of the last days because we just hit a uh, museum. I always want, I, I really want to go there. It's fantastic. And we ended up having a personalized tour because nobody else was on this tour guide. And she's this, you know, woman and she just happens to be super into like Chinese American museums and exclusionary act stuff. This is the magic of New York. Worlds collide. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Yep. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And once again, you're on people who like turn it up to 11 on everything. Yeah. So it can be very motivate, motivating. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I got to get my hustle on too. So uh, one of the people I met through these filmmaker people, uh, they're making a documentary series about online dating. Ah, right up your alley. And how it, in six different countries, you know, they're still trying to work on it, get funding or whatever. So I'm meeting these people, talking to them. And I was like, hey, listen, like, basically all I do is download dating apps. And you travel a lot. And I and travel, you have yeah. been comparing them country to country. It's fascinating. Yeah. So I went to their Kickstarter office like a couple of days later. They're like, uh, they're working out of the Kickstarter office. They already made their first film about uh, the refugee crisis in Syria, and they're super cool. And so oh, I, wow. I talked to them okay. like three hours just about um, dating and comparing notes. And the scope of their project is mainly trying to figure out how does you know the digital world affect our dating lives. Yes, but my question is, how did you? Okay, because I feel like you know filmmakers, whoever, everyone's right talking about the hustle. How how did you get to talk to them for so long? Like, were they? Oh, was it just more like friends, or were they like using you as like a research subject, or like how? Right, because I feel like no, I mean this sounds cynical, but unless you have something to offer them, right? Like, wow, right? Yeah, I'm just curious. Well, I mean, you do have a lot to say, but I have a yes. lot to say. I mean, I didn't have that much to offer <laughs> them because I thought I was going to go to meet them and just as I was going to ask them a lot of questions because mm-hmm. I was like, I have so many questions for you guys because I, this is like right on my alley. I'm just curious. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we have questions for you. I was like, like they, awesome. they've been interviewing people. As a user, yeah. Just because yeah. Been, they actually interviewed my other friend who I met. She just got married and she met her, her husband online dating. So like they had just interviewed her like two weeks ago. I was like, oh my, mm-hmm. and I happened to bring her to the office. So it was like all very coincidental. Yeah, dude, New York Hustle. Oh, yay. Oh my gosh. I know if I was still in that game, I was like, when I was still too afraid, I was lurking internationally. Yeah. <laughs> as well and you have compare contrast it's really uh, fascinating but i have learned there's this great podcast called y-o-y it's all about online dating and a um, great name you should look it up um it's really I interesting would, yeah. but i found out how bumble works and why bumble <gasps> feeds you hot people oh because it's i feel like is it more guys who's who say that bumble has more attractive people or do the ladies say that as well everybody says it really right? okay oh because you never used huh. it no, I only ever just use Tinder. Okay. So. Well, there's an episode that explains why, and it's true. And this okay. is—I can give, tell you how it works. Yes, I'd love to hear it. Uh, the short version is this: so when you go on a dating site, any kind of recommendation engine, what they're trying to do is feed you like the biggest blockbusters first. For example, if you're gonna like go to right. Netflix or something, they will feed you mm-hmm. like a Marvel movie, and they'll feed you like you know bridesmaids. Like they go with the biggest, most popular sort of. Uh, movies so they'd be like yes no and then after that it, narrow- it narrows it down right you like bridesmaids mm-hmm. you don't like avengers it's going to start going other ways and so like the first couples are going to be super major hits so the same way that all dating apps work uh, is that it's going to feed you the most popular people in your area yes so yeah. the beginning that. will be hotter 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 or whatever and then and then after s- so many matches it'll go into more normal people right Mm-hmm. So with Bumble, their algorithm is just a little bit off. They just only feed you like like for the first thirty people, it's only the popular people. So these thirty people will just get hammered with messages, and nobody is going to be like you won't see any fake fake you know I mean quote unquote real people until way deep in the game. That's why all the profile photos in Bumble look great because you're only seeing like the ones that already have like five thousand likes or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, and this is like more so than the other yes. apps. 
Is that yes. what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. So that's why it's a recommendation engine, and it's uh, it's it's just because they're feeding you the most popular people for a much longer time than Tinder or any other anything like mm, that. Okay, and you can still do your distance parameters and all that. Oh yeah, no, yes, yeah, exactly the same. So okay, I mean, also, does Bumble have specific fields that you can mark, or is it also just very no, open? No, it's like just Tinder? like Tinder. Yeah. Okay, so it's whatever you yeah. want. All right. Oh, fascinating. So, yeah. Um, My favorite word of today. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. So many things are. Why <laughs> podcasts? All right. Adding that to my Stitcher, my ever-growing list of podcasts that I never listen to. It's okay. That's all right. Always mean to. Uh, any new noodle shops? Or I guess you ate like a lot of noodles. Uh, yeah. Uh, not a whole lot, but there was a pho place that my friend Pam recommended on Facebook. Her friend... Pam the Chef. Pam the Chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a pho place that was actually right next to the Tenement Museum. It's really cute. Oh. Pink walls. Uh, that just opened like a week ago. It's pretty good. It's hard to find pho there. Um, That's what I've heard from multiple people. And I'm like, that sounds crazy to me. Yeah, it's not easy. And this is also a chicken pho. So different. Yes. And it was good? Yes, it was very good. It was also hot. It was really <sighs> hot, so it was hard to tell, you know, but it was, it was nice. Okay. I'm not into chicken pho. Oh. People go nuts over it. I'm not really into the chicken pho. Sorry. Okay. Oh, no, no, But I mean, I want to be convinced. I want to like it, but I think maybe I'm just a beefy kind of person. <laughs> I understand. Not enough meat for you. Um, what have you been doing since I've been in New York? Oh, I think the time just flew by. I'm trying to, like, piece together my, my timeline. Let's see. Well, I'm preparing for a trip. I'm going... I'm traveling again. Uh, but also for a short time. It's only going to be about eight or nine days as well. I'm going to Milan for a wedding for a very old friend uh, of mine. And since I can't backpack the entirety of, of Europe again, sad. Uh, I'm taking a short side trip to Poland, uh, specifically Krakow, because yeah. I haven't been before. Why like, Why there, people are asking. And my answer... It's beautiful. Yeah, have you been? No, but that's all I hear. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really great and educational and... Uh, fantastic. But uh, I was thinking about, you know, side trips are usually supposed to be close by to your des- your main destination. And I've been to actually pretty much all the countries right around Italy. And I've been to actual Italy twice before. And I know there's always more to see in each country. It's beautiful. But I feel like since I've been twice before, this is my third time there, I would just rather go to some... I think I'd just rather go someplace I'd never been. But I was like, what's the closest place that I've never been? <laughs> and that's not super expensive. So my... My answer is was Poland. You're going so solo. I am going solo. I might actually meet up with a, a Czech friend of mine in Krakow, but to be determined. A colleague, a friend. But yeah, yeah. The wedding, I, uh, a couple of my other friends are going, Lisa Mack uh, included. Hmm. So that's going to be cool to reunite with some of the New York people uh, in Italy. So that's what I'm preparing for and uh, leaving a couple of days. It's super exciting. What do you What do you know about Poland? Almost nothing. Okay. I well, basically, like, I worked with a lot of Polish people when I worked in London and Dublin, uh, because this is back in oh six ish, oh six oh seven, and uh, Poland had just joined the EU. Mm-hmm. So there were a bunch of people who went to like Britain, etc., to find work. So that was the, my my real first encounter with like I guess a lot of Polish people, shall we say? Um, I do want to go to the camps. I mean, it's like I kind of. Instead of a weird juxtaposition, you know, putting that with like a happy wedding, sure. but I feel like no. it's, you know, it's... You're there. Yeah, you just, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think it's going to be it's really educational. Um, uh, let's see. Food, pierogies, right? There's like Polish bagels. I, I'll find out more. You'll find, yeah, we'll get a full report when you return. Yes, Fantastic. yes, yes. Yay. 
Anything else that I need to be caught up on you've been doing in the past couple of weeks? Uh, not in the past. In the past couple of weeks? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm all, we're good. Oh, okay. We're good. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm just so envious of your New York travels. I'm like, I have nothing compared to that. Uh, no, it's, okay. it's really the most exciting trip I've had this year. So, you know, I should, I'm just, I'm just, I'm still, I'm still processing it. That's the thing, you know, after you go on a, I mean, I don't know if you'll do this when you go on your 10 day trip, but it takes a while to process trips, especially for me, a trip to New York, because I'm still going through like links of stuff of like people recommend it or, you know, like it's it's like an inspirational time. I don't know if that's how you f- feel about it. You know, uh, usually yes, but I, you know, I find that uh, the the downside for traveling a lot is because like you have that feeling a lot. You get so you, I don't want to say desensitized, mm-hmm. but you get used to it. Right. So therefore, instead of grabbing on to your your inspirations or whatever that come to you, it's very easy to let them go, uh, which is bad. <laughs> but because like that's you're like oh yeah yeah I, I know. What's going to happen? I'm going to go to this beautiful place. I'm going to be out of the box. I'm going to think about stuff that I don't usually think about right. and have this happen to me. And, and, and <laughs> it's just uh, that's part of the normal the normal traveling process, I guess. Because don't you think otherwise it kind of flows past you like a river? I mean, this is which is which happens all the time. But, you know, like. <laughs> so poetic. Uh, New York really had an effect on you, John. Effect, yeah, I'm still I'm still a month a month out. I'm still like, oh, I'm still there mentally. Yeah, it's great. Um, because otherwise it's like. You go someplace very inspirational or exciting, uh, and then it, I mean, to be honest, though, like for me, it's like if I go to a beautiful hiking place, you know, three hours later I'm over it. So maybe it's different. Like I, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not sitting here thinking about the beauty of you know Palm Springs, but I will sort of ruminate on this like movie or this video I watched in New York for a long time. So it's maybe it's like our own mental states. Mm-hmm. Right. No, absolutely okay. right. You are a city person. You're all about the urban jungle, so right. it makes perfect sense that a place like New York would inspire you the way that yeah, right, um, an isolated forest would inspire somebody else. I guess it was disappointing when when I was you know some people new people I met hung out there briefly and they'd be like oh like you like cities I was like ah oh, god damn it because all I was doing was talking about Poway and you know my house and stuff like that and so it came <laughs> off as like I was oh, just I was like oh my gosh what what happened I've never you know. You're becoming a suburban adult. Yeah, that's just happening. When like, oh, you like cities? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm a city person, sort of. Anyway, uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a holding up a mirror, holding up a I mirror know. to yourself. It's, it's really sad. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I, you can be, you can, no one can box you in, John. It's okay. I know. You can be, okay. with, be whatever you want. Um, wait, can you can we segue quickly into your beta breakers? Oh, sure, absolutely. Yes, I'm like, oh, that's so last May, but I wanted to talk about it because as a native San Franciscan, a third generation San Franciscan, I have never done beta breakers before. I've never watched it. Like, I think at some point, sometimes you can tell you're a true local when you're just like, ugh, that stuff's gonna block traffic. <laughs> or like, just what like, is it? Beta breakers. Okay, so beta breakers. It's a it's like a walk race across the city. So you literally are going from the bay, San Francisco Bay, to the breakers, which is the other side of the city, Ocean Beach. So ocean break, so bay to breakers. So it's a 12-kilometer. So essentially, uh, it's like a long parade. It's basically like one long costume parade. That's what it is known for. Okay. Crazy costumes slash naked people. And, you know, even though I've never been before, I could just, from my experience, I there i could tell that it's definitely toned down a lot i think they're probably a lot stricter than they used to be they the people in charge um which i can i think that's probably the the way it is for a lot of large events nowadays part of it is safety safety reasons um like 
the types of bags that you could carry was really restrictive, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that probably changed after the Boston Marathon bombing. Mm. Um, and then their uh, security was really strict about no drinking. No like drinking. Even going like walking into. I mean, your Bitburger is known for yeah, people being isn't that people crazy, just being right? Stupid drunk. Yeah, that's supposed to be the thing. But um, I mean, a few people got away with it. It depends. Of course, it depended how, how clever you were. Others who were not so clever about it, like security guards, were just literally like walking right into the middle, grabbing stuff out of people's hands and walking away. Um, and I think the funniest thing to me about that were the people who were going to try to argue. <laughs> like you know the rules, like you can't try to debate having an open container in public in the States and for this race where you have read over and over again that you're not allowed to have these containers or whatever, whatever. So I think the the people who just accepted it graciously, I think were the best in terms of like, yep, okay. <laughs> and it was fun while it lasted. So, but it was fun. Was, what what propels you to do this? Uh, of course, it was an out-of-town friend of mine, mm. which is why it's a good thing to have visitors because they make you do the touristy things that you would have never, that you would never do. Uh, so she was in town. Her friend was going to Google I.O. So she, she just tagged along sure. and was like, and they, and the, they both kind of run. So they're like, we're doing better breakers. You should do it too. And I was like, what? I have to wake up on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. What are you talking about? And then I was thinking, okay, you know, try everything at least once. Maybe it'll be cool. I wouldn't do it on my own anyway. So let's do this. Drop 60 bucks. What? <laughs> to wake up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> to be sweaty. Okay, let's do this. I guess it just gave me a little bit of an insight into the world of races. Like not necessarily marathons, but you know there's all these like I mean, were you were you racing? You were walking. We, we were just walking. Okay, let's be clear. <laughs> let's be uh, let's, yeah, let's be clear. Let's be honest here. I mean, we were dressed to run. Mm-hmm. Uh we were not in, and cuz we weren't in the slowest corral. Sure. I mean, we sound like cattle, right? But we were in like the slowest running corral. So we were like that, which sounds like a good idea cuz you're like, "Oh, if you want to run, you can run." If you want to walk, you can walk. How long's the race? Uh, it's only 12 kilometers. Right. Okay. So, uh, only, like, we walked. I mean, I would say we were pretty good walkers. We only took, like, one or two bathroom breaks, and we, we finished in, what, two and a half hours-ish? Okay. It's not too bad. We, <laughs> halfway through, there were all these illegal food vendors, so sh- my friend Michelle bought a grilled cheese, and I bought a bacon-wrapped hot dog, so there was definitely no running after that, for sure. <laughs> this is really, bait break is a street party. It's basically one long costume parade, right. like if you do it right. Right. So I didn't. We didn't plan ahead, so it was, we were just boring like that. But it was. It's cool to watch. I mean, so it's one of those things that you actually could do by yourself. And just uh, meet friends and, be, and people, like whatever. Meet friends, people, or and or just people watch, take photos. Sure. There's a lot of people who aren't officially registered who just hop in to the race <laughs> with a cool costume at some point. Um, and there were like three sobriety tents along the way officially, which I thought was pretty funny. And then the middle part, you have to go up this uh, huge hill called Hayes Hill because it's on Hayes Street. And at the top of the hill, there's this giant sign that says no pu- public urination, which I thought was really funny. I was like, yeah, uh, the city's been doing this for quite a while. Are you... And we, oh, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry, we ran at the end, of course, because we're like, oh, photos of us at the finish line. Let's just run now. <laughs> I'm surprised more people didn't do that, but I think those people went earlier. Um, I will say the only gripe I had about it was that there's supposed to be a finish line party and that was supposed to go till 1 p.m. We finished the race before 12. By the time we got to the end of the line, you, know, you get your medal, it looks cool. The theme was Summer of Love. It's the 50th anniversary, so everything in San Francisco is Summer of Love this whole year. It's getting to be boring. But um, you get your medal, that looks cool. We went to like 
a one photo booth, and then we're like, let's get a beer because we were talking about getting a beer the entire time. That was like that was the carrot, right? You know, at the end of the stick, and we tried to get to the beer garden, and everything was closed. Like no more music. All the booths were closed. All the free stuff was gone. Like every your whole the whole purpose of like doing the race for the non serious runners. It was like everything was done. <laughs> and we're like, what the hell, dude? We paid sixty bucks to do this. Um, and we finished like way before the end time and there's jack shit here and that was shitty. Although, I mean, I guess that would be motivation for if you do it again to, fi- to get your ass to the finish line way earlier. Cause uh, the serious runners finish sure. by like, I think eight, eight thirty in the morning or They're some shit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's like, for example, there was one of the free, free swag booths was Pete's coffee, giving away bottles of cold brew mm. coffee. And, uh, apparently, uh, our other friend who'd finished earlier than we had said he said he saw people just like walking off with cases of his cold brew coffee. And I was like, that's oh, they ruined crazy. It. They ruined it for the other people. <laughs> oh, that's so dick. I can understand taking like three or four um, cases of it, but I'm sure that they were like, you snooze, you lose. No, it's a dick <laughs> See you move. later, suckers. That's super dick, right? Yeah. I'm like, those people. So that would be my only gripe. But other than that, I mean, it was a cool experience. It's not as hard, I guess, as... Someone I've never done any kind of race before. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. It helped that I had a friend with me. But um, the whole world of racing, like the whole experience of, oh, you go to the expo the day or two before the race. And like, there are always these types of booths, booths there. There's always this type of swag there. It's like the whole thing. It's a whole world that I'm just not, I've never been a part of before. I, mean, I don't know about this so, world either. Yeah. I mean, it's like people who do it for they want the race jerseys. What, what is want... the expo before? I don't even know what this expo is. Right. <laughs> so after you register um, before the actual race, the expo, you usually you pick up your packet. So you have your official number, mm-hmm. um, maybe some essential information, a little bit of swag, like, oh, a cliff bar mm-hmm. or whatever. And then uh, the expo has a bunch of free samples, stuff to sell. A lot of it's related to running. It's just a chance for vendors to sell you shit. I mean, you get like photo booths. It's basically to get you amped up um, for the race slash a chance for the sponsors to like just get into your head. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, this Alaska Airlines this, Alaska Airlines that. Like, since it's, since it's a summer of love theme, like we're having a flower crown booth, like we're having like a char- peace charms booth sure. or things like that. So that's the whole thing. And then there's all these other... Uh, races there that are trying to get you to do more races. register for their race, do more races, pay more money. Yeah. But they'll be like, oh, see if you sign up today, you get a discount. And some people do it. I mean, I can get it for like just an excuse to travel, like, oh, I'm going to go to this city, that city. And some people love to collect the medals, to collect the race jerseys. Um, it's like Hard Rock Cafe. Do you, do you see <laughs> the appeal or are you confused? Uh, I can kind of see the appeal. I think because I'm just not really like a runner. So that's why right. I'm not as into it as other people. But I can see. I mean, once I had the medal, I was like, "Oh, oh you this like is kind of cool." <laughs> I do. It's well designed. I was like, oh, "It's so pretty." <laughs> you paid sixty dollars for a piece of metal, and you walked. So what's the funny thing is, like for the swag, yeah. you're like, "Oh, free, free, free!" And really, like the amount of swag that you get just basically equals the what amount you that paid. you paid. Right. Right. I got like two quote unquote free shirts bunch of like food and some other shit so it basically was the equivalent of 60 bucks which is fine and so i didn't feel like i was a waste or anything you should wear the medal more often like just like on a random tuesday i should like, what else would you do with it i mean just keep it and hoard it that's my usual thing <laughs> right because if i did these things i should probably have like a, a case or some kind of display mechanism right are you doing more uh i mean i i don't plan to but <laughs> but if someone's like hey you want to do this 
I would consider it more strongly in the future. But you feel more like a real San Franciscan. For Beta Breakers, yes. it would have to have a, a costume that would be costume, the thing. Yes. The thing. Oh, that was not a, okay. That was a long thing about it. I guess I did want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> How many months later? Three months later. It's important because Beta Breakers is one of those very uh, San Francisco things that I feel like a lot of people do. And my friends, when they do them, it's a big deal. They get super costumed up. They get super drunk. They make out. You know, all sorts of fun things. It's all right. Yeah, if you plan it's it, so if it's like an annual yeah. thing. Some yeah, for some groups yeah. of friends, it's like a totally annual thing, and I get it. Nothing I've ever wanted to uh, do, but I, it sounds. Yeah, for some people, don't, I don't do you, that shit. Hell no. Right, you're not an outdoors running kind I'm of person. I'm not outdoors. I don't like crowds. I don't like drinking. I don't like costumes. It's everything I hate. <laughs> you're like in the sun. Yeah. It's- <laughs> I, do, I do like medals, though. I do like medals. You do? Yeah. Oh, did, did you win medals when you were younger for fruit? No, that's probably why I like them, because I didn't win any medals. Okay, not like any like nerdy Asian stuff? No, you can win medals for like scholastic medals for reading. Yeah, that's, that's what a, I was That's thinking. not a real medal. That's not you a real have medal. some. No. I mean, I, I threw them out. <laughs> I don't live for that stuff anymore. Come on. Oh, you're beyond that because you're a suburban adult now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about was um, making love matches for people. Uh, how, how's your experience playing Cupid? It's terrible. <laughs> you're not good at it. So- no, I mean, I'm just terrible at mixing my groups of friends, period. So I can't even imagine trying to set people up. I think when I was younger, I probably thought that I would be good at it, given the opportunity, but I can't. Sure. If it, putting, being put on the spot right now, I actually cannot think of anyone that I've actually set up before. <laughs> so you are you don't even try? No, I don't. I think in the past year or so, in you know, being more angered in San Francisco, um, I think there's there have been sort of like friend group discussions about like this single friend or that or that single friend, and I think what <laughs> unfortunately it just comes down to like you just end up naming all the other single people you know. Yes, yes. And you're like, how about this person? Because it's so limited at this point, right? A lot of people are paired up already or whatever, and so not paired up, but like you know, in relationships. And so uh, I don't want to say it takes the fun out of it, but it's not quite the same, I think, as if it's really a process of elimination at this point. It's not like a fun thing. No, I'm not great. I mean, the thing is, when I used to go to like dances in like fifth and sixth grade or something, my only role was to just sort of try to play Cupid with people because I really could do nothing else because I didn't talk to girls. Were you trying to deflect from yourself? Was that it? No, no. I was was just trying to like, like we'd be like trying to Cupid other people. You know, were you instigating so like, or would you like, this actually would be a great match? Like, oh, this person likes this person. Let's, you know, when, and this continues throughout my life. I wouldn't say I'm super successful, but, you know, sometimes, like, really, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what do we do now at our age, right? Do you pass on the phone number? Do you have them meet? Like, what is the best sort of way? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. nowadays it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a part of the process, but I'm trying to pass on information, right? <laughs> right. Actually, you know, I will, okay, this is not for me, but a friend of mine who's very good at hosting like um, he hosts a lot of dinners. You know him too, I think. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the re- dinners I went to a few months ago, and I'm used to because he has such a huge network of people. Like whenever he has these events, like I, I totally expect you know to meet people I've never met before. But maybe we have some kind of overlap with interests mm-hmm. or, or career paths or whatever, or just because we know this person. Um, so that's not anything new to me. So he invited me to this dinner where originally I didn't, I was going to know anyone and it wasn't to set me up, but it was more, it was actually to set up, potentially set up two other of the people who were invited to this dinner party. And then there were like a few of us, other people around just, you know, to make conversation. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. The whole dinner was to set people up. Basically. 
But you guys were just the dressing. Exactly. It's to create like a, I guess, a low pressure slash no pressure、exactly. situation. Right. Where it's not like, oh, you're not the only two people who don't know each other here. Like most of the people here don't know each other well. So it's like, let's just chat about whatever.、Um, and then、uh, this friend who's very not pushy, he's very gentle. Like he's can orchestrate stuff, but like I think is a good friend in that.、Um, at the end, it was like, okay, now that you two basically have each other's information. What happens after that is none of my business, and I was like, "That is so nice of you. I would be all up in their business personally." <laughs>、right. You would want to be in their business, right? Because even I, even I don't know them, and I was like, "Hey, what happened? What happened?" Right, like, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you like you want to know what's up? Yeah, totally. I was like, it's sort of part of this this process a little bit. So what happened? So last I heard was that there was initiation of contact. Like, oh, like there was there were like apparently some follow up emails between those them two about getting together. So it sounded like it'd be a positive a positive thing. Yeah, I think that's just nowadays. It's like I, I you know, it's, I, I want to set some people up, these two people up, but I also don't want to be pushy. You know, it's like we're past. It, you know, I can't be like, well, all you can really do nowadays. But it's like it, to me, it's kind of reverting back to fifth or sixth grade, right?、Hmm. When it's like. Do you have a crush on somebody? Do you think he's cute? Do you think she's cute? That's what it's come back down to, right?、Mm. Uh, no longer like I don't have time for elaborate parties. I don't have time to like make a dinner or lunch with the three or five or six of us, right?、Mm. Now it's really just like let let me look at their photo or I think this could work, you know, that kind of stuff.、Uh, so it's like this weird line of like reverting back to infantile sort of like cupidism. So you had like you actually had like two specific people in mind right now.、Yes. You want to pair up or multiple people? In in yes, in New York, yes. Okay.、Uh- It's exciting.、Right? Yeah, yeah. So, did you do? What did you do? Or did you do anything? I mean, I couldn't do that much, but I just I I surveyed that there's interest on both sides. But then at that point, it's like somebody's got to step up and do something. I'm not going to one who's going to initiate sort of like you know、uh, I'm not going to like make us hang out together, even though I was there for you know what I'm saying. E- okay. It, we're like past that point, right? I'm not going to be like, hey, Margo, come do this with me, and then invite my other friend. And make you know like we don't. I don't have time for that. I'm only here for ten days, right? <laughs> Um, so it's just, but it's just funny because nowadays it's like I feel like the thing in general you kind of just do now is like, let me just let's just trade some info and you guys、uh, go ahead and just take care of yourselves. We're adults. So、right? you're like, yo, here's this person's、uh, iMessage contact. Is that what you did? Like, <laughs> one, I was like, just don't don't Google each other, don't look at social media for each other, whatever it is. Just boom, like just go with it, you know. And they've they've seen each other, they met each other, and at least I know that they think each other cute. That's it. That's all that matters. Okay, and then. From this point on, you're like I'm out of it, or you like you secretly want to know, or are you well, gonna want to? Of course, of course, I want to be in it, <laughs> but I, you know it's not my job. But of course, I want to know every detail. But also, I don't have the time for that. But also, it's like I'm not trying to be in there, right? <laughs> but yeah, like did I talk about it a lot? Yes. Did I discuss it with both parties? Yes. I couldn't be more involved, but yet less involved. Do you know what I'm saying? I see. This is again mature John. I think it's not mature John. It's just like there's only I can't do that much, right? <laughs> I mean, I think the thing was setting up nowadays. Even now, like maybe we have some other friends. I have another friend that we're like, oh, we should set her up with you know my other friend. Arguably, I don't know if that's a great match, but it's like, how do we do it?、Hmm, it's like, oh, let's invite them to dinner together, show some photos. Like, it's also a lot of work. And it's like, or can we just trade information? Just simply be like, you're single, you're single. This might work. Here's some information. <laughs> that、right? just sounds sad, but <laughs> it is sad. But it's like, let's get down to it, right? This is part of. This is not maturity. This is part of, sort of just growing saving, up, saving saving time. It's all about saving、yeah. time. Whereas in sixth grade, this could go for months, and it would be fun, right? Like, oh, hey, psst, 
like yeah. telephone yeah. or like pass his note on or exactly i don't actually but now with with the social media and googling what do fifth and sixth graders do like do they incorporate that into their thing like who passes the note nowadays i mean i hope they still do but what do they do like what do they do well they... now they just like each other's instagrams right, right. or something i was just gonna say that maybe they just do yeah. that like there's no su- notes I don't super so. like oh wait, wait they're a fifth grade okay <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a screenshot. I don't know. Yeah, fifth grade Tinder. Wow. Yeah, let's make that. <laughs> it's, it's success. <laughs> Worst <laughs> idea ever. Okay. We're going to be rich. We're going to oh. be rich and go to jail. <laughs> like, actually, the Sarah is going to go to jail <laughs> creating, for creating like a monster, basically. You had a topic about memes or slang that you still use that are possibly outdated. For yes. Example. Yes. I, well, it started from you because you. <laughs> Had commented on something we were reading, and you had said "cool story, bro," and I oh, never, right. I've never heard you see like say or write that before. But I was sort of laughing because I realized like that shit cracks me up. I don't care how often, how old it is. Like I don't care. <laughs> and then we're like, hey, what other, what other things do you still think are funny that are supposed to be very passe? And I'm like, nope, don't care. Uh, so this is also just, we're just dating ourselves as well. But that's the part of the show. I, I mean. Think. How, how, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, because I'm I obviously, John knows by now, it's painfully obvious that I really don't keep up with a lot of memes, internet, internet trends, apps, like technology. <laughs> I'm just like falling far and fast behind the older I get, and I never was that into it. So this is just like terrible. Um, <laughs> so things that are funny to me still, like, damn, Daniel. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> I'm making myself good. laugh. <laughs> it's, uh, thank you. <laughs> It's evergreen. That's what I'm saying. That's what I feel about Cool oh, Story, bro. It's evergreen. It is evergreen. This is like, yes, thank you. We are moving these, elevating these themes into evergreens. Thank you. They're classics. They're modern classics. Um, modern colloquialisms, shall we when say. When do you use Damn Daniel? I never actually... <laughs> it's when other... Again, it's like when other people write it to me. Then I'll just pause and start laughing because I'll so forget about So other people are using them. it. Just once in a blue moon. Yeah. And I can't actually... I can't say slang because I sound ridiculous. So uh-huh. I can you picture me going... Damn, Daniel, right now. <laughs> no, but I just want to laugh now. Yeah, thank you. See? <laughs> so some of these are work better just as like writing it down, like a, yeah. a, a text response where you're just like, oh, shit, okay. What is um, this turtles one? <laughs> I can't believe you don't. I like turtles. It's <laughs> They're all so stupid. <laughs> I forgot what it was. So it was a real news, it was some kind of TV news story, some fluff piece. And this reporter was interviewing this little boy. I think it was Halloween. Just asking him, like, oh, what do you think of this blah, blah, blah? And he goes, I like turtles. <laughs> That's it. Like, <laughs> had nothing to do with what she was asking. So that's I like turtle. I've been saying that a lot. I think because I, I feel like there are a number of, like, turtle statues or photos or motifs just around in general. Open your eyes, people. You'll see a lot of it. Okay. So that's why I like turtles comes to I mind. I like turtles. I can't wait to use it. Um, a lot. <laughs> look it up. Look it up. You will laugh. What other, vi- sort of like two, three years ago, uh, you know, does is like left shark still relevant? What? No. You see, don't know I, what that is. Wait, what is it? Left shark. Left? I mean, I still think that in my head all the time. I don't actually say it out loud anymore, though. Left shark. <laughs> no, what's uh, that? It's like a Katy Perry performance where, like, you know, on stage when the sharks was going nuts. Or, like, I, I, you know, like, there's, like, memes from, like, two, three years ago that they're still useful. I guess I just like the ones that involve animals for the most part, like Pizza Rat. Oh, Pizza uh, Rat. Have a keyboard cat. Ev- evergreen, right? Okay. Some of these animal ones, I think. Oh, no wonder why you're so fascinated by this turtle one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like the ones with animals. 
the ones I can use with emojis, basically. Oh, okay. Damn it. Well, I have two more that are evergreen yeah, for else? me. Give me more. They're, they're way older than two or three years. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Chocolate rain. Do you remember this? Of course. Okay. <laughs> Especially now that we have microphones. Oh, yeah. John gave me a Christmas present in July. It's a new mic setup. So... But I was doing a test and I could hear myself breathing. And I was like, I need to do the thing like the dude in Chocolate Rain. Like he's singing Chocolate Rain in this crazy ass baritone voice. And he turns away and there's like subtitles on the screen. It's like, I move away from the mic when I breathe in. I was like, I need to do that. It's like real. That shit's real. Like real advice. Real talk. Yeah. So Chocolate Rain. And then the last one is Irma Gerd. Irma Gerd. Ugh, I can't even say it. Do you know what I'm talking Ir- about? Irma Gerd? No, I don't know. Irma Gerd. <laughs> oh, oh, when you spell it out. Yes. And there's other things like Arm- Armaguard is Irma Gerd. <laughs> how do you use that? I don't even know how to use that one. It's just, it's like, instead of saying, oh my God, it's like, uh, it's just, oh my God. Okay. I mean, the thing again, is, you can't, again, you can't say it out loud. It just, it's impossible. Do, do you know what stuff like, you know, like spill the tea? Is that now like kind of normal? Like, you know, like. Is that back in, like, you know, like, by Felicia's old, but it's back. Spill the tea. I feel like spill the tea has crossed over into just meaning, like, gossip, right? Oh, by Felicia's still sp- good. You know what? I don't I even pl- know spill yeah. the tea. I'm the wrong person. You're asking the wrong person. I see. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I guess th- th- certain things just go from slang and memes into, like, real life. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, spill the tea. I, I like to use that, but I don't think anybody gets I mean, even Netflix and chill is something that used to be sort of like slang but now it's just so common like people drop it like it's very normal yes agreed right mm-hmm. yeah so we should keep our eye out for uh memes that we're still using and just text them to each other <laughs> or other people still use you know what i'm saying <laughs> i probably they're probably giving it to me and i just don't even get it because i have no idea what's going on that's a good there. point too yeah maybe we're just missing a lot of stuff but <laughs> but i still like to try sort of yeah let's try um, not, there's not memes, but speaking of slang though, here's, here's a question though. Okay. So the term like the bomb or the bomb, oh, it's whatever. Out. Ooh, I hate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the weird. Okay. So it was really in when we were young teenagers. 2000s. Like, yeah. Like not late nineties. Yeah. The bomb.com. The worst. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Radio station. <laughs> but I feel like I've been hearing it a lot lately. It's so back. What seems, that was my question. I was like, is it back? Or is it just normal now? Or is it because people our age don't want to grow up and we're like, all the stuff from when we were teenagers is is cool again? And is the bomb part of that? Like, oh, R&B, like, night, like mm. pop music, like, all oh, like, actually, boys are touring again. Like, is the bomb coming back like that? I don't know. There's like, a lot of these 90s terms that as soon as somebody uses it, I'm, I'm out on them. <laughs> like, what else is what else is there? Like, bomb, uh, peeps. I hate peeps. <laughs> I hate peeps. I hate peeps with a passion. Peeps is bad. I, oh my god! And everybody uses it, but only the people our age, right? It's one of those things. Like that's what I'm afraid with some of these things that we probably use all the time. I don't want to. I don't want to stay in my vocabulary because it was cool for about three seconds. Well, because like, okay, I guess the question is like, are you using it because you think it's cool, or it has just become so normalized, right? In your vocabulary, I don't think it's been normalized. Nobody says peeps unless you're thirty, thirty-five. <laughs> Do you hear anybody say peeps who's under the age of 30? I don't hear anyone say peeps anywhere ever, John. Okay, well, I'm hanging out the wrong people. <laughs> You're like, everyone say peeps? Yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> like, they, like, wait, do they say it out loud or do they write it in a text message or both? Both. 
That's like an auto fail for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad. I mean, how do you feel about bomb? I'm not even good on bomb, to be honest. No, I'm not. That's but yeah. again, maybe people on me have been saying it. So that's what I'm like, huh? But huh. I guess I'm not as harsh with the judgment on that one. I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm like, am I missing something? What's the replacement for bomb now? I'm mean, because it's the same sentiment. They just change it all the time. Right. You I know, mean, to like, me, it's ever- fire's lit. It's whatever, right? <laughs> even lit is out now. So it's like, I know. <laughs> old people should never say it's lit. Like, I don't feel comfortable I can't using stop it. Stop laughing this whole section. Well, we went to birthday party went to Long Island. Everyone that weekend was like, "It's lit, it's lit." But I think it wasn't kind of an ironic fashion. Right, right. But that was like the theme of the weekend was it's lit. Oh boy. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's only useful now if you're using it very ironically and something's actually on fire, right? Then, then you could use it. I don't know. I like I like my cigarette is lit. Like, is that okay? <laughs> I would be like, it's lit. Yeah. As a joke, right? I accept lit still, but okay. But you would never use it. I hope not. I probably have. I I, I hope. I don't think I do that. Um. Oh, but I, I guess one sign that it is way over. I was okay. I have many guilty pleasures, but I was binge watching the most recent season of Criminal Minds. I always shit talk CBS, but damn you, Criminal Minds! Damn you. Who, anyway, Margo, who are you? I'm an old lady. This is <laughs> Criminal I, Minds. I know it's like the worst. Oh my god, <laughs> it's the worst. I think because like before, I had my, all my other great shows in that all genre, right. but am I? Oh, it, it's out. <laughs> But one of the characters was like being undercover for a second, uh-huh. and he was like this, this serial killer at, at a bar. He goes, "It's lit," and I could tell the actor himself was trying not to fucking lose his shit when he was like, "It's lit in here." <laughs> but when a CBS show, who's in Criminal Minds? I don't even know what the show is about. Uh, it's about serial killers. This is what I have like. It appeals to my dark side, even though it's a CBS procedural. Who's in it? Who's the biggest star that I would know? Well, it was Thomas Gibson, but he got fired last okay. year. He's out. He's out. He, he got fired. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's the drama. Uh, Mandy Patinkin was in it. Oh, Joe. Oh, Mon- okay. He was in the first Montega? couple seasons. Joe Montagna, whatever. He's he's oh, yeah. he's the main okay. guy. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, she was for Ooh. one season. I hate her. <laughs> she was annoying. Uh, but they've been having like a, a really rotating. Okay, uh, Ben look. Savage. What the hell is this? Uh, this is insane. This cast he was on there. Great. I don't. This Aisha Taylor. For, yeah, she's Jenny in there. Triplehorn. Daniel Henney. Ooh, Daniel Henney. He has a guest because he's on the oh. the crappy, the even crappier spinoff, inter, inter, international waters. No, I, I don't know some kind of international version of it. It's too bad he doesn't have a career. He's so hot. He's so hot. Right? Yeah. What the hell? I don't. Do you think like, he's a good actor? I don't know. I've never seen him in anything except <laughs> X Men. But he's just hot. He is a beautiful man. I I don't I don't understand why he can't get a little bit bigger. I understand. I get what's it. the difference between him and Russell Wong? Shouldn't he be like? Ooh, what's the difference? He's like the new age Russell Wong with no movie to show him off. Oh, you're right. Oh, maybe maybe now that Hawaii Five O fired its Asian American right. stars, he can be the scab the scabber. He can, he can he can cross the line and get the low pay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is his chance. Oh man, I had such high hopes for him. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, I think he's in some Korean stuff, right? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't even know what he sounds like. He has a nice voice because he's tall. So <laughs> is is uh, CBS Criminal Minds your recommendation for this episode? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that was me admitting one of my many guilty pleasures in relation uh, to it's lit being over. <laughs> it's lit. Yeah, Criminal Minds. It's lit. That's, uh, and that's even the actor could not like hold his shit in. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, so about like, any more? 
We could go yeah, on well, forever. I yeah, mean, we're, keep your we're, mind open. Keep your mind and ears open. More. We are old enough that we can just go through all the stuff that we've heard. But yeah, yeah things. We'll make yeah. a list in and out. But uh, let's move on to recommendations. We're like an hour. Oh yes. When we had a yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what? Well, I mean, you kind of given a recommendation. But what's your real recommendation? My real recommendation is not Criminal Minds, but. <laughs> B, it is actually coconut oil for tangles, which sounds basic for a lot of hair people, but like I have super straight hair, so like I never need any kind of oil for my hair because that just is a disaster. Say that again. Say that again. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting too excited. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. Calm down. Take it down a notch. Okay, so coconut oil for tangles. People with curly hair or dry hair or whatnot knows that's no secret, but I have very straight hair, so any kind of oil in it is like a no-go. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm specifically talking about, I've had this knot in my hair for a week. <laughs> uh, I was messaging Lanlian about it and she hasn't seen it because last time uh-huh. I saw her, I hid it in a bun, but she asked, is it like a giant dreadlock? And I was like, oh, oh my God, yes, it is. And that, that word reframed the whole thing for me. Cause okay, I've been in, I haven't touched it for about four days cause I just haven't had the time or haven't made the time. But I, I worked, I've worked on this knot for like eight hours over three days. Um, my, my boyfriend tried to help me get it out too. That's how bad it is. It is like. How did it get to this state? I. <laughs> it's, it's possible that it's, like, you can wake, you can wake up with it because <laughs> we looked up a video and this woman was like, my daughter just woke up with this rat's nest in her hair and it kind of looked like my, my knot. Um, but. Ugh, it's. I mean, I've had bad knots before, but anyway, where am I going? Okay, so I was going through all these things like, oh, do I have to shave it off? Like, I might actually have to get an undercut, like a punky undercut. Which just to get it be out. Bad, just to get it out, yeah. I can't but, wait, yeah. But <laughs> once I heard the word dreadlock, then I was like, wait, can you can you detangle dreadlocks? And I thought the answer was no, but apparently the answer is yes. Of course you can, yeah, of course you can. I didn't know this. Again, this is like a straight, as a person with straight hair, like it's just stuff that I've never had to think about, even though I, you know... I have long hair, so I assume that I know a lot about hair stuff, but it's never-ending universe, you know? Um, and of course, the first two sites that I looked up had the, the photo examples were of these white girls getting their dreadlocks out. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what that means, but I was like, well, I suppose my hair is more similar to theirs, so uh, it's possible. And the, the key is the coconut oil, because like I was using, oh, this is such a long, oh, my, you know, it's been like the burden of my life right now, <laughs> my hard life. Um, like straight conditioner, spray detangler, conditioner mixed with water. I thought all these could work, but the thing is like the once with all these, like, I guess like chemicals or, chem, you know, these artificial things, like the water evaporates and then you're left with like the crust, it like whatever's in there forms a crust. So it gets harder to get the tangle out. The coconut oil doesn't really dry out and it like actually strengthens your hair. And I didn't break that much hair. So I got a lot of it out. So I still hold hope that I can get this thing, this thing out. But it's like, a, I have a, okay. So my brilliant name, since it's a knot and it's capital T, capital K, and it's like a dreadlock, I'm calling it the dreadnought. The dreadnought. Ooh. Yeah. I, I should like probably just send you a photo of it. It's. Yeah. I would love to. Uh, let's share it with our listeners. <laughs> it's, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. But anyway, that's, so I endorse, <laughs> I wholeheartedly endorse <laughs> coconut oil. Coconut oil. For okay. You, for you to get out your dreadnoughts. I can't wait. Dreadnoughts. If you ever have long hair to tangle, John. I'm trying me, to grow my hair out to be long. Yeah, and no, I'm trying to get as long hair as I can. 
Really? So let's, yeah. Let's oh my God. We, that's a whole, ooh, yeah, talk about that. It's not going to happen, but yeah. Okay. Uh, my recommendation, I was just going to keep it simple and give you one mu- music video, but I just realized I had two music videos. Oh my, my goodness. recommendation is just music videos, actually. I'm kind of like watching a lot of music videos recently. Uh-huh. Cause I was with my friend, just, he showed me some really good stuff. I was trying to like look for my stuff, just some of the influences. And I, you know, specifically, I, I kind of just don't normally watch that many music videos. However, I am watching a lot of them, uh, and, and the two that I recommend both have a lot of dancing in them, but very of cool, course. casual dancing. The first one I want to talk about briefly is from Haim. Uh, the new, their new album is out. I showed you the video today. How great was it? Is it Haim? I like to say Haim, but is it Haim? It's Haim. It it's Haim. I say Haim too, but the correct is Haim. It's tough. Side note, that's like, it's like how Bonnie Iver is Bonnie Iver, not Bon Iver. Ew. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Yes, it's fantastic. I'm going to watch it again before I go to bed. It's just, you know, it's the three of them walking down empty streets of L.A. And they tend to have a lot of loose choreo- choreography in their videos. But this one is the best one so far that I like. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just cool, relaxed. They're just walking. And it's just they're walking down the streets of L.A. Uh, it's just wonderful. They're a band from L.A. Most importantly, the new album just dropped last week. Um, you should get on it. The first album was really great. I don't know how the second album is. I haven't listened to it that much yet, but I'm assuming it's great. Mm-hmm. But this video is great. Um, so the second video I want to drop is also a recommendation from my friend Sam. And I've been watching this. I literally have seen this video maybe like 40 times and shown it to my friends an equal number of times. It's from this French duo. It's called The Blaze. It's called Territory. Okay. Uh, They're cousins from France. um, And they have only made two videos that they self-direct and two songs that they obviously made. However, what the videos tend to be about, very interestingly, is sort of like... uh, It's usually about men and sensitivity and masculinity. It's, It's about... The moments, you know, sort of like intimacy between men, but in this very strong way, which to me is very interesting because that's hard to depict and capture. Hmm. So I, I'm going to show this video to you and everybody should just watch it. It's a great song. The video's great. There's a lot of this crazy loose dancing. That's one of them. It's called The Territory, which is my favorite. But the other one that they made before this is just two men in a room and they're also just dancing, having fun, just enjoying themselves. I don't know how to say this word, but it's called viral, 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 V-I-R-I-L-E. Do you know how to pronounce that? Is that French? Viral? I'm just... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know French. I just made that up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but regardless, I recommend The Blaze. Watch their videos in this Haim video. Haim. Haim. Uh, That's what I got. Excellent. Yeah. Cool casual dancing. You don't really like see that often or it, it should be, it should be a whole genre. It should be a whole genre. All right. Uh, well, thank you for coming. I hope you have a great time in Europe. Thank you. And I'm so happy you had a fantastic time in New York. Yeah. I feel alive again. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.